our lord entered the temple and found it polluted by money changers and beasts, did he ask them to leave? Did he cry? Did he simply walk away? No. He drove them out. It is one thing to forgive a slap across my cheek, but an insult to the Lord requires... No. It demands correction. day will come when our Lord returns to judge us all. Until then, we must honor his laws and start others along the path of salvation. Welcome back to another episode of Where Liberty Dwells. This is your host, Pack and Patriots. Um, guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so, last episode, you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about that I really could not. So, this episode, uh, I took care of really just kind of, um, you know, picking out stuff I did want to talk about um, so that we would be able to. Um you know, uh, the first thing we're going to do is go over the uh, updates in Ukraine and Russia. Uh, we're going to be very quick about this. Um, Russia has advanced quite a bit uh, on the Ukrainian front. They have taken all of Donbass back except uh, for some slight territory that they're in the middle of battling now. Uh, Ukraine has launched almost a dozen unsuccessful counter uh, offensives that have done nothing but kill Ukrainians um, and pushed Russia to a better position you know it's just it, it amazes me how many people are still so deceived and naive about uh, the Russian Ukrainian conflict uh, there's nothing you can really say to them except okay you know they're just not in a position. They want to hear anything about it. So uh, we're going to jump right in to um, some, you know, some more updates. Uh, the midterms went very, very well um, for the quote-unquote further right candidates. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, won by a landslide for her primary. Uh, J.D. Vance uh, won quite a bit. He's pretty pretty uh, far right too bunch a bunch of good a uh, bunch of good results from that um took some losses here and there but hey you know what we're still gaining traction um one of the bigger things for the quote-unquote uh for the right of the conservative party is the um the patriot front right so uh you know half of these people out there calling fed 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 uh, obviously patriot front is not they're straight fascist um organization I guess you could say uh, but any right wingers that see somebody wearing masks and matching uniforms are for whatever reason thinking oh FBI FBI whatever um, anyway so 31 of them got arrested before they could counter protest at a uh, 
uh, gay pride slash drag thing event. Uh, it was a bummer. Would have been really cool to see him do a show of force. There was uh, 30 of them plus the founder got arrested for misdemeanor charges. The Their lawyer is saying every single one of those charges would probably be dropped, but now they have mug, mug shots. Their faces' names are out there for the public. So that was a bit of a blow. Um, I also want to talk about, uh, real quick, White Lives Matter. Um, for y'all that don't know about what... what Blah, sorry guys. For y'all, those of y'all that don't know about what White Lives Matter does, it's um, more of a uh, pro-white nationalism stickering campaign, pro-white, st- whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a stickering campaign, right? Um, you go stick up stickers, White Lives Matter, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'll link the channel in my uh, Telegram account, which has now been Apple and Google banned too, so that's been fun. Um, to get around that... I think I talked about this a little last podcast. You got to download Telegram from the Telegram website. Um, I think that's for Android. There's like an actual app that shows up on your phone for Apple people. I think you have to log into the website and then pull the icon to your home screen. But uh, all these quote-unquote banned channels you get full access to. I very, very highly recommend that. Um, But anyway, I'll uh, tag uh, the White Lives Matter thing. Uh, in my telegram so y'all can go look at it and just kind of check it out it's pretty cool um the stickers are really really awesome looking um you know great bunch of guys i've gotten to talk to a couple of them uh still wouldn't i mean they're all about um being anonymous right so there's no asking for your name anything like that if there is ignore block whatever uh they don't do that uh really cool discussions about um, the uh, so-called Great Replacement Theory, which is not really a conspiracy, but that's another topic. Um, anyway, super cool organization. I would very highly recommend them over uh, Patriot Front or uh, any of the other groups. Um, you have much lower profile. It's kind of on your own whether you want to stick up stickers anywhere. Um, super cool. Uh, also, guys, be smart. Follow the local laws. Um, you know, one thing that I was discussing with them is um, the legality of stuff. And you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not in White Lives Matter. I'm not a member of it. But the you know they are, have very much thought out um, things. And there is a lot of places that you can put stickers up that are totally legal. Right? You're not trespassing. Uh, or vandalizing anything is 100% legal, so why not stick stickers up there? Um, they, they're very, very clear on what they're promoting. Super great organization, super clear cut, nice, uh, good to talk to. I'd encourage y'all just to look into them, uh, see what you think. You can make the decision what you want to do with it. Um, you know, you can do what I'm doing and just not really do any type of activism. But, you know, just talk to friends and pick their minds about it. You know, drop uh, drop some, you know, thoughts and stuff here and there. Get them thinking about it, you know, mulling over it, that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just basically, you know, what we want to do now is, you know, these, these mass events like Patriot Front does or White Lives Matter are great. I'm not saying they're not, but to to really maximize on idea sharing 
do friend to friend because you know you talk to them they'll talk to people and it, it goes so much better than putting up a sticker or you know signs not saying that you know that's not effective but it just is your personal opinion what you want to do with that um anyway super great organization encourage y'all to check them out so moving on from that uh just a huge um huge thing that kind of came out recently uh was uh marjorie green vastly opening the door to christian nationalism uh one of my favorite politicians ever uh she's from georgia my home state fantastic fan i like a freaking love how she gets up there and opens her mouth um of course she would not be my ideal candidate but i'll take what i can get right now and right now she's a very good candidate supporter 100 percent some of the stuff she says i might not agree with all of it but you know what she's at least saying stuff that the rest of us want to say and she's now speaking out uh, supporting christian nationalism and similar um similar takes for a third political system if you know what i mean anyway super great super great huge bombshell because she's really the first politician i have ever heard in america uh that has ever talked about christian nationalism um, which is really one step away from uh, another type of nationalism that starts with the letter W. So, you know, it's pretty cool. I'm pumped about it. Um, you know, I mean, we're um, we're kind of doing the, the normal thing. Um, it's pretty that it's pretty pretty cool that you know stuff is getting to the to the forefront of everything um real quick on another note um about uh patriot front and everything that i forgot to bring up was when they were doing their anti uh what do you call it their counter protest i guess in idaho which is where they got arrested at um white lives matter was also there uh more or less in the same regala uh mask uh had you know banners and flags and everything uh two different things and this is one thing that i think is pretty cool is uh, they make sure that or they try their best i should say to make sure antifa and feds stay out of their chats um really cool they've got a vetting process um but i mean they make sure that you know, I mean, they're not, they're, you know, you're not being stupid about stuff, right? So, uh, White Lives Matter, Idaho on Telegram put out a video, uh, really cool. We got a banner saying, Groomers Not Welcome in Idaho. You know, a bunch of other stuff. They got the siege mask on, pretty based, um, based look. But the Patriot Front is very, um, they have some. They have some things that, from my understanding, they do when people join that should not be done, um, which is getting, you know, names, all that stuff, writing it down. White Lives Matter, like I said, is all anonymous. Um, you know, it's usually close knit. From my understanding, people tend to form groups and um, you know go out and sticker or protest, all legally, of course. Really cool. 
Uh, but again, you know, I just figured I'd, I'd say that. I forgot to mention that earlier. Anyway, moving on. So we've got some, you know, pretty, pretty exciting stuff going on. Um, you know, in terms of the uh, the climate shifting and everything uh, for younger people, uh, you know, older people uh, like boomers are slowly starting to wake up and realize, hey, maybe we didn't do everything we should have done. Um, I was at over I was over at a buddy's house uh, this past weekend, um, and we were talking. His uncle was there, you know, we were hanging out and stuff, and uh, his uncle uh, is definitely a boomer, right? And um, you know, he was saying that, uh, or he was half laughing, not really being serious, but at the same time being serious, saying that, you know, it's going to suck for us because, you know, his and, you know, uh, his generation, which is my father's generation and my buddy's father's generation, uh, is, is not leaving the world better for us, right? And he said, you know, we're going to be knee-deep in shit trying to get it fixed and all that stuff. And I kind of looked at him. I kind of smiled and smirked a little bit. Um, you know, definitely keeping it respectful. But, I, you know, I kind of made a comment of, well, we're going to make sure, or, you know, talking about my generation, we're going to make sure we lead the world better or we're going to die trying. You know, it's just flat out, straight up. No holds barred. You know, and he kind of looked at me kind of a little surprised, and he was like, well, I hope you do. But, you know, it just it struck me. Um, how different and how not desperate but almost almost in a state of despair that generation is um, I feel sorry for them you know I mean there's a bunch of people that you know do good stuff and everything but it's our generation and our children's generation that is really going to um leave a mark on history right so when all these government people and people supporting uh diversity and inclusivity and you know trying to exterminate a certain race that comes from europe um you know when they say in you know two or three generations you know all the all the whites are gonna be now brown um, I agree with them. Um, the only thing I differ with is their skin won't be, but the uniforms they wear will be. Um, you see, these people, these liberals, these leftists, even these conservatives that are neocons and boomers and people that don't know what the fuck that we're fixing to get into are sitting there going, well, you know, and libertarians especially are sitting there going, well, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt me, I don't care. And that's a problem. Because it's not about us. They're the most self-centered generation, self-centered bastards ever out there in the entire history of the world. When is it ever about us, about our generation? We see in the Bible when the when the Israelites do that. What happens? God punishes them for it. I mean, look at look at what the Jews said, you know, when they were when they were crucifying Jesus. Right? When when Christ was up there. They said let the blood, let his blood be on us and our children and our children's children and so on and so on and so on. Think how terrifying that is. Think of how terrifying that is. Self-centered people. Most of them weren't Christians, right? Self-centered people. 
And th- yeah, I mean, the libertarians are doing the same thing in terms of the transgenders and the homosexuals and, uh, you know, a bunch of these people running the banks, you know, and all the, you know, they're sitting there going, oh, well, you know, as long as it doesn't bother me, let my kids or my grandkids deal with it. No, that's, that's not, that is not a desired outcome we want. When, when in our just, you know, as white Americans, white Southern Americans, our ancestors have never done that. Look at the Revolutionary War. Look at all the... See, the history books don't teach you this. Look at all the rebellions after the Revolutionary War over a invasive federal government that have been waged, right? The United States has had one big major war between itself, right? And that was what people call the Civil War. I, I call the War of Northern Aggression. But, I mean, look at all the rebellions over taxes and liquor and, you know, this and this. and I mean... It's it's mind-boggling how many there have been throughout our short 200 and you know some odd years, or I guess 200 and getting close to 50 years of uh, being a nation. You know, it just it staggers the imagination. They weren't libertarians. The history books love to tell you, oh, they're libertarians. They weren't. They cared what was going to happen to their kids and their grandkids and their great-grandkids and generations and generations after them. You know, and most of them paid for with their lives. You know, it's it's just it's it's utterly, it amazes me. It it gives me utter despair, honestly, for these people, for these libertarians and boomers and neocons and all the communists and Bolsheviks and leftists that sit there and be like, oh well, you know, or for the liberals and or for the libertarians and neocons anyway, saying, well, as long as it doesn't bother me, you know, whatever. And all the communists and Bolsheviks and leftists are going, well, good. We get them saying that, we'll keep pushing our agenda. Those people, as self-centered as they are on the left, uh, they want to drastically change this country. And they have. People don't realize this country's already destroyed. At this point, most of us are just waiting for the shooting to start. Like, I know that sounds very bad to say, but I don't, there is no bringing the, bringing the United States of America back. It just, it won't happen. It just, it won't. But, you know, these, these libertarians, and it just, oh man, it really pushes me off. But, it also it also gives me hope because I do know that there's those people on the authoritarian right that are uh, paleocons or uh, you know fascist or national socialist and these people you know might be a bit extreme for a lot of these other people to uh, to accept but we're the ones standing up not afraid to say this system is not working. This system's promoting nothing but degeneracy and evil. This system is doing nothing but not only finishing to seal the entire fate of everybody living in this country, but destroying corrupt generation after generation after generation later. We're the ones saying, standing up and saying, nope, this is going to stop with us. Or if it doesn't stop with us, it will stop with our kids because we'll be dead and they'll have to finish it for us. We're the ones standing up and saying, Christ is king. We won't settle for anything less. Let's get rid of every single religion that's not Christian in this country. We're tired of being tolerant. We're tired of having to accept people on the basis of, oh, America's a melting pot of diversity. Fuck that. We're done with it. 
We're just absolutely done with it. We're done being told that we're criminals, that we have stuff to be ashamed of, that that we are the issue, that we need to apologize on our hands and knees. All these people kneeling, like you know, federal agents and soldiers and National Guards, kneeling during the riots of 2020-2021, holding up fists, bowing down to these false gods of Black Lives Matter. You did nothing but just dishonor your entire name. Everything, the the essence of you was dishonored. You should have stood up in the streets, proclaimed Christ as king, refused to bow down. I it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it, I cannot fathom doing that. I just, I can't. Like it or not, we're not only in a physical war, we're in a spiritual war, and we're losing. Good news is, though, in the spiritual war, we it's already won. Christ is already the winner of that. We don't have to worry about that. What we're waging the spiritual war on right now is our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren to at least be able to grow up in a nation that refuses evil, that refuses degeneracy. That sits there and unashamedly promotes Christ, proclaims Christ as King of all, refuses to bow down to all these corrupt political systems for all these satanic and demonic families, organizations, and these new world orders that have popped up. It's just, it's absolutely, ah, it's just mind-boggling to me. People don't realize this, but that's okay because enough of us do. So, um, real, real quick, I'm going to play a couple clips. Um, one's going to be of uh, Nick Fuentes. I think it's Nick Fuentes. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's Dalton uh, Codfelter. Uh, super cool guy. Um, but anyway, real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this. He is literally standing there proclaiming Christ is King at one of the uh, abortion rights protests in D.C. So let's take a listen to this. Christ is King! Christ is King! Christ is King! You can choose Christ or not Christ. Heaven or hell. Christ's incredible return is inevitable. Christ is King! Christ is King! Absolutely powerful. Right, he's just not ashamed. He's sitting there, going. He just he doesn't care. Right? It's just it's it's amazing to me. Like it's just it's totally epic. Right? Totally epic. Um, also, this one this one's another thing. So it's talking about you know being being quote unquote these people telling us that that we need to be ashamed of our heritage, ashamed of of our ancestry, ashamed of the European continent. In world affairs, listen, listen to this video. I freaking love this video. Listen to it. We often hear that we must pay for alleged wrongdoings of our imperial past by submitting to massive immigration into our homelands. This argument depends upon white guilt. Some of our people get a rush from indulging in ethnomasochism, but we can smash this politically correct charade simply by refusing to apologize for who we are. I'm not sorry for the colonization of indigenous peoples. After Europeans left, they went back to their third world ways. Moreover, these people create nothing new, except for dictatorship, cannibalism, poverty, and civil war. 
I'm not sorry for apartheid. After the native Africans took control, they slaughtered the whites in the area just as they did in Haiti. Have a look at what happened under Robert Mugabe. I'm not sorry for slavery. Every race on the planet has practiced slavery at one point or another. More whites were abducted and enslaved by Muslims than the number of blacks enslaved by whites. It was whites who founded the abolitionist movement and fought to end slavery. Today various tribes in Africa continue to enslave each other. Yet they say there's only blood on the hands of Europeans. If anything, under white rule, third world countries had a higher standard of living than they could ever produce on their own. After we leave you to yourselves, what we build for you is destroyed. We are not dependent on you. If anything, you need us. I'm not sorry for the Crusades. Our ancestors courageously fought to drive Islam out of Europe. If it weren't for their valor, our entire civilization would be under Islamic tyranny. That same heroic spirit still flows through the blood of our people today. Ethno-nationalism among Europeans is rising in the face of invaders. I'm not sorry for imperialism. The Mongols built the largest empire in human history, but nobody suggests that they should be denied their sense of cultural and racial identity. The issue isn't that our ancestors were imperialists, it's that we were the best at it. We came, we saw, we conquered. Such allegations against the entire white world are just excuses to rob us of our once prosperous homelands. Saudi Arabia insists that Europe should take in more refugees, when they're a rich oil state capable of housing millions of them. Instead of importing their own kinsmen to their country, they offer to build mosques in Germany. I'm not sorry for the alleged Holocaust. The Soviet commissars murdered at least 30 million of my people in Eastern Europe. We don't hear about these atrocities because Jews weren't the victims, but the culprits. I refuse to shed a tear for your Hollywood narrative. When the Jews fled Europe following the Second World War, they proceeded to ethnically cleanse the Palestinians to establish Israel. This displacement in the Middle East created resentment towards the Western world. The Zionists drive them out, and we have to take them in. Liberals will claim they're standing for human rights, but the minute you tell them whites have the right to self-determination, they scream, you're part of the problem, thereby embracing the cultural and demographic genocide of a race that has created the very civilization they take for granted. There's no point in apologizing anyway. They merely see it as a sign of weakness and will attack you even harder. The only way to stand up for yourself and your people is to refuse to apologize. We're not sorry for what our ancestors did. We're not sorry for who we are today. No apologies, no regrets, no doubt, no compromise. We're not sorry. Absolutely inspiring. We're not sorry. Not only that, we take pride in who we are. We take pride in our blood. You guys see, the, again, it's, it's, it's a pivotal time for us right now because the, the, the concept of taking a stand makes so many people uncomfortable, makes so many people sit there and go, ah, I don't know if I want to do it. I, I've personally uh, struggled a lot uh, in my teenage years with... Uh, my salvation in Christ and everything and through college it really opened my eyes to how evil and anti-Christ just civilization is right especially in the big cities about how you know pro-evil and anti-God these people are 
and it, you know, just it did nothing but reinforce my desire, my belief to be able to serve Christ, to be able to say, "Hail Christ is my King and my only King, my God and my only God." Everything I do should be to serve Him and bring honor and glory to Him. Nobody does that anymore. People have watered down Christianity so much, and it, it saddens me. People have watered down Christianity so much. Men are, I mean, men don't want to be Christians because to them it's more of a, uh, uh, what's the word? It's more of a feminine religion, right? And it's not. It's not. I'm going to play this clip of uh, this pastor explaining this. Uh, and then, you know, take a listen to it and we'll dive into it in a second. The warrior is in there, in every man. Oh, every man. It's absolutely crucial because everything you want in this life, you're going to have to fight for. Now, picture of Jesus, right? He is fierce. He is fierce. Oh, he can be kind. Jesus is the kindest person you'll ever meet. But when you really begin to actually experience what loving takes, you'll realize how brave you have to be to love. Loving is one of the most courageous things you'll ever do. You see, the world emasculates men. The world has emasculated Jesus, by the way. The church has a very emasculated Jesus. There's a reason guys don't go to church. Not nearly in the numbers women do. Because, I mean, is this somebody you, you could follow to your death? And God gives Adam this world, and he says something really interesting, rule and subdue. The Hebrew is fierce mastery. It takes a man to be in this world. I mean, Joseph, Daniel, the prophets, Jesus calling the disciples, adventure, 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 because your heart was made for a life of adventure. And if that life doesn't, if you don't find that life, or, or you make your life so safe that it no longer has risk-taking to it, you'll die. You'll die. I guarantee it. Something in us has been lost. Something in us has been stolen. Something in us has been surrendered. Something in us has been assaulted. That core masculine image of God in us. And to get that back, ho, 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 man, it would be worth everything in the world. Again, just amazing, amazing clip. Uh, and just to compound on that, I think of all the warriors that have fought for Christ, that have followed Christ. David, Gideon, Joshua, Samson. I mean, and I know I'm not, I'm purposely just not going down to naming all of them um, because that would take way too long. But, I mean, those are the four of my favorites, right? I mean, just, you know, it, it, it really amazes me that this stuff isn't preached about in church very much. Most Christians are seen as, as docile, as feminine, as the nice guy. That's not how Christ made us to be. It's not. He made us to, he made us to be warriors, not only on fire for our families, but on fire for Him more than anything. And how do you do that? You know, it's, it's hard in this day and age. It's hard. But living out, you know, living out Christ is more than anything. The concept of um, muscular Christianity, which I think is super cool. Teddy Roosevelt uh, is the one that started it. But 
allow yourself to build your body in such a way. Not only does it bring glory to Christ, but other guys in the gym come up to you and go, dude, hey, this is awesome. You know, what are you eating? How are you drinking? You know, you're building this amazing body. You're sculpting it. You know, what's, what's the secret? And then you sit there and you witness to them and you tell them about Christ. You, uh, you talk to them in a masculine way, not some feminism gay way, right? You don't want to sound like a queer you know, talking about Christ. You want to sound like a man. Because that's how God made us. And and every single one of these people has totally forgotten that in this day and age. God did not make us to be queer, to be feminine, to be uh, emasculated. He made us to be men, to be powerful, to be warriors, to be conquerors, adventurers. He, God made men with a purpose. And it's just it's 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 mind-boggling to me that it's so um, frowned upon now. You know they they label masculinity toxic masculinity. They label kids that have energy with ADHD and give them drugs to calm them down to mess up their brain functions and cycles to give them mental problems. They introduce transgenderism and homosexuality to kids so young it brainwashes them. But again, you know, this goes back to my conversation um, with my buddy and his uncle this weekend. It's up to our generation, not the generation of our fathers, our generation to say enough is enough. This is the line. We're not only going to stop you here. We're going to push back. We're going to make it to where Christ is king of our land. I understand that something like Christendom, which is the uh, the... Basically, like an empire of Christianity across the world will never exist. God says that in the Bible. It will never exist. But Christian nations will. Christian nations will exist. Christian nations have existed. Christian nations are something that we should achieve. Why? Why not? You can sit there and tell me, oh, you know, the the, the you know people are going to have to be. Uh, you know, killed, they're going to have to be pushed out of these lands, you know, all this other stuff. Okay, and? This is what I don't understand. You were sitting, you know, the, the people that are saying that are sitting there saying tolerance is a virtue. You know, Jesus wants us to be tolerant. Um, show me in the Bible where it says that. No, no, no. It, no, no. Nothing about Christianity preaches being tolerant. Nothing of Christianity preaches to tolerate evil. All these pastors, and I'm not a pastor. I want to make that very clear. I'm not a pastor. All these pastors out there that are that are condemning, you know, uh, certain parts of the Bible about violence and about war and about all this other stuff. I semi understand where they're coming from because naturally we're not. You know, we're supposed to follow the Ten Commandments. God, God gave them to us for a reason. Not to murder, not to covet, not to lust, not to lie, not to worship any other gods but him. But where these pastors are going off base is uh, God never once tells us not to take action when we must take action against evil. He commands Israel and the Hebrews more and more, you know, and more times in the Old Testament than in the New Testament to not only take the land 
but to destroy evil. Obviously, we're not going to conquer the world. Obviously. But we need to take our nations back, if we can. We need to drive evil out. It's just, it's straight up. That's what we need to do. That's what God has called us to do. American Christians and Western Christians in general have allowed and have tolerated evil over and over and over and over and over again. They've tolerated it. You know, they're going to say, oh, we stood up to evil in World War One, and World War Two, and the Cold War. No, 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 no. If anything, every single one of those war wars furthered the evil that was being spread. It just... It irritates me and disappoints me to no end that, you know, certain people will sit there and just refuse to even look at the possibility of maybe they were lied to. You know, but our generation, our generation is the one that is already saying enough is enough. You know, the Supreme Court this week, it will be issuing and publishing their decisions on a lot of stuff, including overturning Roe v. Wade, and we can only hope and pray that it passes, that it's overturned. And if it is overturned, I guarantee you this will fill you with a drive to keep going. We're not done yet, not by a long shot. The surge of Christian nationalism across America and across Europe is on fire. The Russians are feeling it. The British are starting to feel it. The The Americans are feeling it. Albeit not as much as others, but it's, it's starting, it's, the, the surge is starting to become, become contagious. We're not going to sit and take it anymore. We're not going to allow evil to roam across the face of the earth. Do we still have problems? Absolutely. Do we still fall short? Absolutely. The biggest plague to Western men which is why you see this talked about so much on uh, different uh, social media platforms is uh, pornography. Hell, I struggle with it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit there. Lust and pride are my two sins that I struggle with daily. Daily. I'm working on them. You better believe that I'm talking to God just about every day. Maybe not for very long every day, but I try to make it a point. I try every day to sit there and just ask for help. I try to read my Bible. I still have a lot to to go on reading my Bible. It's very hard for me to sit down and make myself do that. But it's it's a war. It's a personal war. But pornography in general has so many people addicted to it. And, and this is what I've never understood, the addiction of it. Right? I talk to people that have been addicted to it and it has shocked me about how much you know they watch it or how much they view it and I'm sitting there and I'm like guys go to the gym get 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 out of the house just do something that that thing it's a virus not only is lust already programmed in a man biologically but it expounds you know the older you get in being single of course and it really does. And we have to wage a total war against it. That's why so many of these pages are talking about it. Because it, it paralyzes men. It causes them to sit there and get into repetitive motions of, 
you know, not really caring about anything. It causes them to sit there and be like, oh, you know, well, we'll go work out tomorrow. You know, oh, we'll look into politics tomorrow and all this other stuff. This is why, you know, these political movements like America First, um, about the, uh, you know, Patriot Front, White Lives Matter. That's why all of these are starting to gather steam because American youth are sitting there going, what they're feeding us on Hollywood uh, you know, as kids, it's freaking kids in movies and stuff with the, the with the sexually suggestive scenes, with the straight out sex scenes out of Hollywood. They're just programming our brains to sit there, become dopamine addicts, and um, never leave the house. You know, it's just it's utterly ridiculous to me. We have to keep waging this war. You know, and that's that's the biggest challenge right now. If that was wiped off the face of the map. And we were able to get men's groups going again. Masculinity would surge through the roof. Testosterone would surge. We would not put up with all of this shit. But, again, it encourages me because more and more and more and more and more people are sitting there going, this is an issue. We have to get out of this. And I'm seeing people get out of it. I'm so happy. You know, I'm seeing people fight against it. It's so encouraging. And I'm seeing people more and more and more and more and more publicly declare Christ is king. We're not ashamed of it. Do what you want to. We won't back down. All these headlines are coming out of everywhere talking about Christian nationalism and all this other stuff. Blaspheming Christ. Mocking God. And we're sitting here going, that ends with this generation. We won't allow this to continue. We refuse to tolerate this anymore. And it's so freaking encouraging, guys. It's it's so just, it's, yeah, you're just like, yes, let's go. We're not going to stop. We refuse to bend. We refuse to bow. We won't break. They can kill us and so what? It'll just move on. We will destroy this evil government. We will get rid of the evil in the previous generations. We will not tolerate Christ being blasphemed. And you know what? It's not for us either. If one person sits there and goes, I'm doing this for my own glory, for my own honor, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Your personal honor is your own. God gives you that. Your personal glory should be all to Christ. All to Christ. Because your honor is your character. The glory is people praising you. And you as a Christian. Or you as anybody that exalts Christ. Should sit there look at him and go. No, that's God. You know, we all, we all miss. Even if we think that. We all miss opportunities to say that aloud. We have to work on that. We have to work on that. We have to get to a point of giving Christ everything. Externally, we may sit there and somebody may, you know, praise us for doing something on, uh, you know, social media or, you know, in a group or something like that. And we say, oh, thank you, you know, but in inside we're going, well, I only got to do that, you know, because God let me. We should be saying that outside, be like, thank you, but that's not me, that's God. That's not me, that's Christ. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for Christ. I'm doing this for my descendants. So that they may grow up in a Christian society. So that they may grow up where Christ is praised and exalted and not mocked and not ridiculed. It, this, this should encourage you and should fill you with such a, such a righteous passion to give all of this to Christ. To reestablish 
a Christian nation. We were that once. Not anymore. We were that once, and we will get back to it. All right, guys, I was trying to keep this a little short. I got a little carried away. Um, but anyway, uh, like I said, the, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. The July podcast um, will be something special. I don't know when I'm going to come out with that yet. It might be toward the later part of July. Um, but I promise it will be something special. Please tune in. You will enjoy it. Um, thank you so much again for tuning in, guys. Um, you know, like I said, I got carried away, but I wanted to talk about this today. The for, the first part, I kind of wanted to go over stuff, catch up a little bit, and then once I got into the part of the show I wanted to talk about, I just kind of I went for it. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Um, you know, and, and, and just remember, just remember to be hopeful. I did that whole Hope for the Hopeless series to remind you to be hopeful. Uh, we won't stop. We won't bend, we won't break, and God willing, we won't fail. Hell Christ, brothers, and I will see y'all in July.